The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. This is Brandon Marsh, the Los Angeles Angels and 66ers baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Tori Hunter Jr. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. What is going on, Angels fans? Another edition of the All Angels Podcast. I am Dion Garcia, and we are here going to be talking to Mark Gubazon in just a second. Before I get to him, I want to give a quick shout-out to our title sponsor of not only our podcast, but the Armchair Media Network. That is betonline.ag. With NASCAR, UFC, and golf back, uh, BetOnline has hundreds of games and events to bet on. Make sure you sign up before the MLB and NBA come back this summer. Well, at least MLB. We'll, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, they have live and simulated games as well as a $10,000 Madden Bracket Challenge you can enter for free. Just visit betonline.ag on your computer or mobile device to check out the action. BetOnline is your, BetOnline is your online wagering solution. Again, betonline.ag. Without further ado, Mark Gubaza, how are you doing today? Good. What's going on? How's everything going there? Everything's doing great over here. How how are you and your family doing uh, during this quarantine? Uh, you know, it's been it's actually been you know some good and some bad. Obviously, you want you want baseball to start up. You want your kids to be. My my daughter basically graduated this year from uh, KU at Kansas, and it was no real graduation ceremony. And you know, you feel sad for anybody that's graduating in 2020 that not be able to celebrate with your family and things like that but overall just be having them around and having my mother and father-in-law they've been living with us for the past few years and knowing how important it was to be, keep them safe and healthy that uh we've had a good time for the most part we've been able to do some stuff you know the weather has gotten warm ever initially it was kind of rainy and stuff so you were kind of stuck indoors but being out here in cali like this and great weather we've been at least be able to get out in the backyard and enjoying the sunshine and, and doing as much as possible is there anything you've done during this quarantine, like new hobbies you picked up or maybe even started, you know, going back to some old hobbies you did maybe when you were younger? Uh, you know what? <laughs> I don't know if it's a hobby or anything like that, but my my, my kids have got me into watching uh, a lot more shows and movies on Netflix than I've ever had. I'm, I was, <laughs> I'm old school. I watch all the, the shows that are on regular TV, so-called regular TV, and uh, just watching Westworld and all these, you know, all these other shows like that. It's been kind of cool to be able to – just sit there and watch it with the kids because a lot of times with their age rat right now, they go, Dad, I'm not watching that show. That's like, <laughs> that's really old school. I want to watch, let's watch some fun new stuff. So that kind of stuff has been cool. Uh, really doing a lot more stuff, you know, be able to go to whether it's Lowe's or, you know, Home Depot, getting some, you know, different herbs and, and plants and, and fruits and things like that to be able to plant. I've done a little bit more of that than I have in a long, long time. And I remember growing up in Philly, especially when the weather got warmer, my dad would, you know, plant tomato plants and, and, and corn and things like that. And 
I used to watch that. I'm thinking, ah, it'd be fun to do that at some point. And I never really got around because during the baseball season, when it's warmer and the best time to plan things, I wasn't around. So I've been doing a lot more of that, and I'm certainly not. <laughs> I'm certainly not real good at it, but it's <laughs> it's been fun. I always, I never really figured out how much the water and and how much sunlight, all these things. I read these little things on the tags when I bring them home, but uh, I'm not really good at it. But uh, I'm not. I'm not done trying. That's for sure. I got a few things that some. Uh, Blueberries have been growing pretty well, and a few other things. So I'm happy about that, but uh, I need a little more, you know, get to do a little bit better as far as the other stuff I've been growing out there too. Yeah, you and my in-laws are in the same boat when it comes to that. They started planting some stuff. Some stuff's gone really well. Some stuff they're trying to still kind of uh, figure out the the right amount of water, like you said, water and stuff like that. Yeah. So another thing I wanted to bring you on to also was obviously all the news with baseball uh, about baseball. Uh, what are your thoughts about the negotiations going back and forth between the owners and the players? Yeah, that's the, you know that's one of the things. It's it's one of the most difficult. I've had so many conversations from people, whether they're friends, as baseball fans, or or in, in, even in my industry. The one thing I always try to say, you know, because we're so caught up in in a, in, a, in a world right now where we want everything to be able to know exactly what's going on by the moment. And being an alternate player for a lot of years in Kansas City, uh, knowing that these negotiations are never easy, that the quicker you, you throw, you put out stuff, it's probably not the most accurate information. But I, I understand why people, reporters and such, want to give it up because people want to see sports back, and especially baseball. And uh, we always thought that the, the, the best times or the, you know, the most productive things are going on in these negotiations when you don't hear anything. And I know I've heard you know, anywhere from a 45- or 50-game schedule to an 82-game schedule to a 114-game schedule. I, I just know from all conversation on both sides, both the players and the owner side, they, they want to play. And if there is a feeling that they want to play, I, I still firmly believe, although – I've been incredibly optimistic, and you know that's the kind of person I am. Anyhow, that this we're going to see some baseball. I know I've even read a bunch of stuff today from different writers that you know the July Fourth weekend where we anticipated potentially the baseball season starting up doesn't look like it's going to happen. Who knows? I, I still I thought it was going to we would have some kind of resolution by this weekend. Uh, I still firmly believe we can get something done by sometime early next week at the latest that we can save this baseball season. And I think it's very important to have a baseball season for for a lot of reasons. And uh, the way we can bring everyone together, I think that's the most important thing. Now, one of the things that I guess, you know, when it does start, if it starts, that's kind of agreed upon is that the beginning part of the season will be in empty stadiums. Um, you know, you being a, a player, an ex-player, that, would that have an effect on, on players on the field being see, looking around and there being absolutely no one in the stands? You know, as, as a player, you, you gain so much energy from the fans uh, because we were all fans before we got to play. And, you know, and I'm, I'm a fan now even when I'm not playing. So that is, that's not going to be easy. Uh, but I think once the games start and you're throwing a pitch, you're on the mound, you're in the batter's box, you're in the field, you know, you've always been programmed to clear noise. And that means, you know, whether it's good or bad from the stands, you've kind of cleared that out anyhow in your mind to be able to go out there and perform at the highest level. But it, 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 I, I, I'd be lying to say it would be easy because, like I said, you feed so much. You know, Whether it was at my home ballpark or, or going into Fenway Park, warming up in the bullpen there or Yankee Stadium, 
there's something about that. Even there's some anger towards you, but you fed off that and you use that as far as positive energy for yourself to get yourself motivated. You know, the motivation factor is going to be a little bit more difficult. But like I said, once once you're actually involved in the competition, you've cleared out all that peripheral noise. So I think that'll be okay. But you still, boy, I'll tell you, I'm, like I said, I'll go back to like, once again. I'm, I'm I'm a huge fan of, of sports. And and I've been to a bunch of games, a bunch of different sports, and being there, feeling like you're a factor. I mean, I remember being at a game in Philly when I was a kid, and I'm sitting up in the 700 level of Veterans Stadium, which seems like you're almost on a spaceship looking down. You're so far away from the field. And we're booing, well, I think it was Bert Hooten or something, was on the mound for the Dodgers. And we're, like, really booing. He started, he threw a, a few pitches out of the strike zone. So we felt his fans – we were distracting him, and that's why he was, you know, throwing pitches out of his own and walking people. You have that feeling as a fan, and you know when you're not able to, to use that as far as a player, it's going to be hard. But you know, there's also I've already heard that some states may allow fans and, and at least a portion of fans to go to games. So we'll see how it works out, and hopefully, as everyone has done a great job as far as trying to you know, flatten this curve that uh, maybe there will be fans at some point during the season. And, boy, I'll tell you what, as a player, I couldn't imagine how cool that would be. You Maybe maybe you do start off the season with no fans in the stand, but all of a sudden you start seeing, you know, 25% or, or so capacity to stands, people in the stands. Boy, you're going to really feed off that. You're going to – I think you have a chance to excel to that next level because it means so much to fans coming to the ballpark – and it's going to mean so much to that that you're part of that community of, of fans. Now, I think some of the players of the fans, uh, Angel fans, were really excited to see were some of the younger pitchers like Patrick Sandoval, Griffin Canning. With this shortened season, that what it looks like is going to be a shortened season, how do you think that affects their development? Yeah, that's, that, that's a great question because there's going to be no minor league games played. So how do you keep getting you know the, the proper – you know, work, the, the proper coaching. It, it, sometimes what you need when you're just – I mean, it, you're, these guys are going to have to learn on the fly. They're going to have to learn on the major league mound. And, you know, they've been there before, already, which helped out last year. But, I mean, I, I look – you mentioned Patrick Sandoval. I think he's got a chance of being a star. Uh, and just watching him in spring training, he was throwing 97 miles an hour. I, I always loved his changeup. He's got an incredible swing and miss changeup, a very good breakable, and a firm fastball, but – Boy, 97, that's the spring training when your arm's not even even close to being as strong as it's going to be. And Joe Madden's look on his face, and even had a, I even talked to him for one of our shows I've done this, you know, during this stretch here where we haven't been playing baseball, and he's like, I had no idea how good this kid's going to be, and he's got a chance. And, when you got a, and he's got a great body to be really developing into something even better. Griffin Canning, the same way he had that shutdown as far as the health problem in the elbow, he's ready to go. Shohei Otani is throwing – Unbelievably good right now, free and easy. So you know, we all, we were all concerned about the depth in the rotation, and because of this shortened season, we're going to see coming back depth as far as your starting staff. They may not throw as many innings, they may not throw as many pitches now because of the lack of opportunity to stretch it out as far as innings and pitches thrown. That uh, depth is going to be so huge, and I think that's where going to be the advantage for the Angels in this rotation because. They have seven, eight, nine guys potentially that could be really solid. I mean, there's not. I mean, at this moment, there's not a Garrett Cole or Verlander per se, 
at the top of the rotation, but Shohei Otani certainly could be that guy the way he's throwing right now. And you kind of mentioned it with the the workload um, when the season starts. You know, obviously it's not going to be a, a normal season, 162 games, so you would think a lot of these pitchers aren't going to get the innings they would normally would during a regular season. Does that mean, does that kind of play into the hand? Well, now maybe towards the end of the season, I can go maybe a little bit longer once they are stretched out because they're not going to worry about hitting that innings cap like that. Two hundred. No one's going to hit 200 innings this, this season, regardless of kind of when it starts. Does that mean anything to pitchers? Like they can go a little bit, maybe a little bit more, a little longer? Yeah, I, I think organizations and pitching coaches and managers will probably, as, if, as we progress, you know, if you'd even go back to spring training, we saw guys going, you know, four innings, five innings, they're the last times out before the you know, spring training was shut down in the baseball season and sports world was shut down. That uh, you basically go three, you know, two, three, four, five, up to seven innings. So it's going to take a period of time to get to that point once again. But once you get to that pl- plateau where your arm is strong, I, you're going to see, especially because every game is going to mean so much now. I mean, 162 game schedule, the old saying is, you're going to win 60. Even the worst team is going to win 60, and you're going to lose 60. And now it's those other games in between, those other 42 games that determine if you're going to go into the postseason. Well, if you have an 82-game schedule, you can't can't say that anymore. So every game is so so important, so magnified as far as decisions being made by managers, by uh, how long to keep a starting pitcher in there, and how to potentially pinch run for somebody, you know, one of your better players, maybe he's not running real well at that particular game, do you take him out and pinch run for him in the sixth inning when a run means so much more than keeping around and just in case he comes back up to hit again in the ninth inning? There's going to be a lot of fun things coming into the, into the season once it gets going, and hopefully it will get going. I'm going to stay still optimistic yeah. about that. That uh, it, It's going to be uh, – I was going to say, it's going to be a lot of fun to see how this unfolds. And – and the, and, the, and the teams that have set up the best programs for, especially because pitching is going to be the most important thing now, because of a, a condensed schedule that you know you, you can't you don't want to put anybody in jeopardy this season. But I also worry about the following season. But by the end of this, you know, the postseason this year, we'll be almost going to spring training right away. You can't keep pushing every season back because that'll mess everything up. I mean, you, you look at it, the NBA right now. They're starting back up their season on, what, July 31st or so. And, you know, they're going to go till October. Well, that's just supposed to be the start of their regular, their regular season the following year, so they'll have to push that back somewhat. Everything is going to be affected for a while, but I think if baseball can come back and have that 82 to 100-game schedule, have it done by probably the early part of October, barring any bad weather, which, you know, you never know this time, you know, when especially in certain cities where you're going to get a lot of potential rainouts and stuff potential doubleheader set up that, uh, you know, the postseason could run in November. And, boy, you're, you're talking about guys going to have to really get into that shutdown mode right away as soon as the season's over and get ready to get back into the mindset, i got to get going again. It's almost like every team is going to be a, a, a team that's in the World Series. Right. I mean, you, you see that from, you know, from the Washington Nationals, per se, and the Astros. They, you know, their, their whole off season is shortened up because of you know, that run to the World Series. Well, everyone's going to be in the same boat, so everyone's going to have to have that very similar workout program. Where yes, you have a little bit of a shutdown to get that arm rested, you know, take a few days, you know, a few weeks off from swinging the bat, all those things, and then you got to get boom ready to go again. And and that's what I'm concerned about most is is health of of players to follow in all sports, especially you're going to see for hockey, basketball, and baseball because of their season. Football probably won't be as affected as, as as much because they're going to start on time. 
to the other three sports and, and, and soccer as well that, uh, you know, you just you worry about long-term health from all the players. Now, you have a bunch of players out there right now that are kind of, I would consider kind of like borderline Hall of Famers. You know, with this short season, some of those guys aren't going to be able to get some of the counting stats. Um, maybe that would help their cause down the line when they are eligible for the Hall of Fame. Do you think they'll take that into account, you know, five, six, seven years from now when they look back at certain players and, and realize, you know, 2020 wasn't a normal year. Maybe we should give them a little, a little leeway. I, I hope so, and, and they should. But, you, you know, going back to our, our short-term, long-term memory is, is whether we're, you know, writers or broadcasters or fans or players themselves, you almost forget, you know, I always go back to, does anybody, you know, nobody really remembers that in 95, there was not, not exactly a shortened season as far as this will be, you know, that was, you know, played over about 148, 150 game schedule. Same thing in 81, it was less games played. You forget about those things and, and you worry about numbers. See, I, on a personal level, I'm really bummed the fact that Albert Pujols, you know, he had a really good year. He was one of our most consistent hitters with runners in scoring position last year. He's not all that far from 700 career home runs. If it was a full season this year, you could, you know, the way he was going, as healthy as he was, you expect him, you know, 25 or so home runs, getting closer than to have another season like that the following year. You're talking about 700 potential, 700 career home runs to go along with the 3,000 hits, the doubles. All he has a chance to be the all-time leader as far as doubles and home runs combined. I think it's only Hank Aaron and, and Barry Bonds have more than than Albert right now. It's going to be more difficult in, in a shortened season. And then you have one more year left in your contract. Does, does Albert could try to continue to play, or or do we miss an opportunity to be able to say, wow, we saw, especially Albert, 10 years in an Angel uniform putting up these type of numbers where, you know, because of this, I don't think anybody's ever going to, you know, nobody's going to put up those numbers again because players make so much money. you got to you have to have a mindset you're going to play for a long, long, long time to be able to put up those consistent numbers with the RBIs and the hits and doubles and home runs, then we can have a conversation. Albert may be one of the all-time greatest players the game has ever seen. And I still think he is right now, but you put a 700 by his name, it's like, wow, that's even more incredible. Yeah, that's when you put it that way, that is kind of – it would be really nice to see that, especially after seeing the 600 in uh, Angel Stadium. Um, there was some news that came out, I believe, a couple of days ago about your job, you and Victor um, – you know, when the team's on the road, you guys would be either at Angel Stadium looking through a monitor or at some kind of a studio. How do you feel about doing your job that way? Yeah, that's the one thing I know it's gotten out there. And, and I've had meetings and conversations with a lot of our you know, people at Fox Sports West, and there's really nothing concrete out there at all yet. Uh, there's, there, there's a possibility of that. It's not 100%. Uh, you know, for me – just be able to, to call, talk and call a game, that's all I care about. And whether I, I could be anywhere doing it. I could be at the ballpark, you know, at home, which it sounds like that would still be the case, or if it's on the road, I'm out with the club, or I'm in a studio, or I'm at the, at the game on the road. That just the joy of, of calling a game, that's what I, I feel is most important. Um, like I said, there's nothing concrete. I, I know – it's one of those things where there's, there's not a lot going on in baseball. That was the big conversation. So there's nothing concrete as much as people have said that as a, as fact. It's not fact as of now. So 
I always wait till somebody tells me what to do, and <laughs> I've always been that guy. That they say if I got I got a call from anywhere, if I you know there was even you know remember it wasn't that long ago everyone was saying we were going to call these games from your house, right? And I'm like, and if they tell me to do that, I'm going to do it. That's just the way I was raised. <laughs> you know, if somebody, if your boss is telling you to do that, you do it. So uh, I'll wait till the official word. But as of now. Just to get a chance, my friend, to call a baseball game and to react to a, you know, a, a, a Mike Trout home run or a, a Andleton Simmons unbelievable play at shortstop or a hundred mile an hour fastball from Shohei Otani, you know, uh, just a chance to potentially see a, a great swing by Joe Adele at some point, uh, you know, anything in those terms, or finally, finally get to see Anthony Rendon in an Angel uniform when a game counts. Uh, he is such a special human being, such an incredible talent. And I'm telling you, this this guy, I've never seen anybody like it. I played with George Brett for 10 years, and he was about as clutch as anybody I've ever seen because without him, we don't even have a chance to win an 85 World Series. He just sits there, and, and he has zero blood pressure in those big moments <laughs> where he did everything. And we always hear the terminology, slow the game down. It is completely stopped when he, when he's at the, at the plate or in the field because he just – is under control mental, mentally every single time that he can do anything he wants in those moments. And everybody around him is going to be better because of that. I mean, if you, you ask and talk to people from the Nationals, I mean, that's an incredible run they had. They had a horrible start. They, they, they were done against the Dodgers. They come back. And nobody expected them to beat the Astros, and they did. Biggest reason was because everyone has kind of followed him and has watched him. He don't have to, he don't have to open his mouth. Necessarily, you just watch how he plays. I mean, he's just just a great guy to be around, and um, I can't wait to call games with him at third base, and I can't wait for him to call me to call a game and, and react to a three-two pitch with the man on third, two outs. You know, they're you know tie ball game, and you have a great closer on the mound. Like I said, Chapman throwing a hundred some miles an hour, and he just sits there and, and, and lines a, a rocket to right center field to win the game. You know, that's what I can't wait. Yeah, I think that's that's not that we'll be playing the Yankees. Not that we'll be playing the Yankees in uh, in this schedule. It might have to be against uh, you know Jansen for the Dodgers. It could be against uh, anybody at this moment. The way it's going to be set up, I don't even know how that's going to play out in the end. But I think they'll try to keep it regional as far as the schedule for travel. But uh, I just want to see him in those big moments because boy, is he clutch. Yeah, how how do you feel about that regional kind of lineup, proposed lineup? Because you know, as as an Angel fan, I kind of think it's pretty cool because you'll end up seeing more like more of the Dodgers, more of the like the Padres, the the, uh, the California teams. How do you feel about how they're proposed to line up the the divisions? Yeah, I don't I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but uh, you know, whether I'm right or wrong in this, whether people agree or disagree with me on this, that's what that's the beauty of sports. I, I want to see this on a permanent basis. I oh, want to I see, too. I want to see, and I think you know, I might be off off my rocker here a little bit, but I still think there's going to be added, two teams added to baseball to make it a, a league where you're going to have. Uh, it could be up in Portland. It could be in Nashville. It could be some, two other cities. I have no idea. That's strictly just my thinking. And then you have, you know, the realignment where you have, say, Seattle, Portland. Giants, A's, Dodgers, Angels, Padres, Diamondbacks, all in one division. How cool would that be? Oh yeah, and, that's and then you have you know you have the teams in the, in the, in the you know Midwest, you know the South, and then you have the Northeast. You can have some incredible rivalries. Uh, by the way, then you'll have the DH throughout, and, mm-hmm. and you know we can have an argument with that all day long too. <laughs> Do you want to see 
Madison Bumgarner hit. Yeah, that's kind of fun. But every every Madison Bumgarner swinging the bat, you would have me swinging the bat. So I think I'd rather <laughs> I'd rather have somebody like you know Albert Pohl swinging the bat than me. So that's a, that's another discussion we could have down the road. But I, when you're trying to create an even bigger fan base, you create rivalries within your region, and mm-hmm. and you really play a lot of those games there. You alleviate all the unnecessary travel when you have sometimes when you have this interleague play. It's tough. Uh, you know, when like next year, I mean, this year we were supposed to have, you know, going to play the NL East. So you're talking the AL East and the NL East. And for the American League clubs, it's, especially AL West, it's hard because the Angels, you know, Seattle and Oakland, there's a lot of travel because, yeah. you know, you have two teams in Texas. So you're already traveling three hours on a flight just to go with play within your own division, all those games. And then you had two times, you know, going back East playing, you know, it's, it makes it difficult. And NL East is a little bit easier as far as travel. AL, AL, I mean, I said NL West is a little bit more diff- easier than the AL West, but uh, if you just have that realignment, like, like there's been in discussion, I would just love it. I mean, can you imagine, you know, the rivalries, you know, how many times we play the Padres, the Dodgers, the Giants, the A's, you know, Seattle is already there, and then say that Portland or whoever else would be Diamondbacks. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun for fans. Yeah, and that's kind of what I've was always said too. It's like it's cool when the Angels play the Dodgers, but it's always you know four games maybe out of the year. But if you're playing them, you know, sixteen times a year, I got a lot of fa- a lot of friends that are Dodger fans. It gives that more uh, you know interaction. Then I got family down in San Diego. There's you know that Padre fans. Do you have more? interaction there i would just love it to be uh kind of like all the kind of almost like all the other sports where it's like an east and a west kind of thing going on so yeah i agree with you completely on yeah how about those the, those four games we had last year with the dodgers were incredible the energy level i mean i was literally drained after those four games the two in, in angel stadium unbelievable packed house the two at dodger stadium packed house great throws in the outfield by cole calhoun and and trout and and the way they won all four games, I mean, the Dodgers were arguably the deepest team in baseball. And, you know, it, it took a surprising comeback by the Nationals to knock them out. Or otherwise, I thought they were going to win the World Series. Yet the Angels won all four. And every one of those games was an absolute nail-biter where the energy, like, I'm, I remember going to my car, especially the last game against the Dodgers at Dodger Stadium. I was like, I couldn't even move. <laughs> I mean, you were the, you were involved as a fan because it was the energy at the ballpark. Can you imagine then the, these games would mean winner or losing a division it would right, be, yeah. be even more incredible yeah like the last weekend of the of the year and it comes down to a division i mean as an angel fan that's the kind of drama you want because like you said it's it's a it's the crosstown rival that's something that would be just a lot of fun to watch and, and experience in person too like you do when you when you call the games so last question i have for you mark obviously with everything going on let's fast forward everything gets back to normal people are in the stands uh, baseball's on. What is the first ballpark food you're going to grab? Uh, you know what? I, at every game I ever go to was a hot dog. I know I shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, it's funny because everyone goes, you're eating a hot dog? I thought you were like, you know, Mr. Workout, this and that. I thought, you know what? There's something about a hot dog with mustard, yellow mustard. And if if I'm a fan, I'm having sauerkraut. It, it, when I'm doing the game, it's a little more difficult for me to have sauerkraut. <laughs> but uh, I'm having a hot dog. I, you know, and I go down. I always go down as much as I can in the stands. And if I'm doing something, I'll grab a hot dog and a pretzel. And, and it's funny because a lot of times people 
don't even realize you're just walking amongst everybody else mm-hmm. and doing the same thing. But if I can get a hot dog and a pretzel, every time I'm on the road, I do the same thing. Everywhere I go, I'll go down and get a hot dog and a pretzel with my mustard. I'm good. Awesome. Well, Mark, I want to thank you again so much for taking some time out and, and chatting with me. And before I let you go, I have to let you know that your Christmas special episode is the second highest uh, downloaded episode of the All Angels podcast just behind our podcast we did after Joe Madden got hired. So uh, you're you're way up there. Oh, I appreciate that. That's really cool. Thanks. I, I had no idea that one. I appreciate that. Yeah. So, again, Mark, thank you very much. Um, stay safe, stay healthy, and hopefully we we're able to hear you on our TVs very soon. Oh, uh, boy, I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I'm always going to be uh, – I'm a half-full guy, so I'm, I'm saying we're still having this baseball season. What's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did and check out www.groomgoon.com. Groom Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And we are back again. I'd like to thank Mark Gubza for taking some time out and chatting with us and catching up. Um, I guess we can call him a, a true friend of the podcast. I think this is uh, his third or fourth time on the podcast. Always good to uh, catch up and see what he's doing and really looking forward to hopefully hearing him and Victor call some live games this season and that has yet to be seen so that's going to do it for this special interview podcast and definitely come back next week um johnny and i will be back next thursday and talk about everything that's going on with the mlb draft that is going on right now um as we as i'm recording this and also we'll kind of give you our thoughts about that um any other news that pops up if there's a proposal or not proposal and then obviously we will take any and all questions at all angels podcast at gmail.com again if you have any questions for the podcast you can always reach us at all angels podcast at gmail.com or follow us on our social media feed halo underscore haven on twitter and instagram we'll be taking questions there uh next thursday for our live uh you know uh, podcast we will be also trying to live stream it again on facebook because uh i think that went pretty well pretty well last time we did it so we'll try to do that again but again um Reach out, uh, allangelspodcast at gmail.com. Questions, comments, concerns, or anything like that, because we are trying to make this thing better as the season gets closer and closer. So until next time, I am Dan Garcia, and we will talk to you on the All Angels Podcast.
there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one. In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more, but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.